You're listening to Girl Don't Trip. Kick back with us weekly as we have soulful conversations about balancing career, relationships, and how to stay grounded through life's wild transitions. Because we could all use a little support from our sister circle. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Girl Don't Trip Radio. Let's do this. Hello, hello, welcome hey, back. Turn my mic on, turn my mic on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're hello. here, we're back, and how was your week, Gabby? Mm, good, yeah, it was a good week. I'm like trying to think back. Um, Just, you know, work mm-hmm. and uh, hanging out. I don't know what's been going on lately. Um, I don't know if it's a shift in like the moon or yeah. what, but I've been having a lot of dreams. Oh, and which I know sounds like duh, we all have dreams. Yeah, but um, I usually don't remember my dreams, or like oh, really? I'm one of those people that like I used to dream a lot when I was a kid, but I think now like I also I I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> So, like, I think by the time I'm, like, asleep in yeah. bed, like, I'm just, you know, I'm dead. You're out of it. Yeah. Um, so, I haven't been dreaming for, like, a few years. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this week, I've been, like, lighting a lot of, dreams. like, mugwort. Yeah. It's not, it's random, honestly. And yeah. it's fine. And I haven't been, like, stressing about, like, what, are they, what does this dream mean or whatever. I'm just, like, grateful. And I'm, like, okay. My dreams are coming back. Yeah. And like maybe at some point I'll start like recollecting, like trying to piece them together. But for now, I'm just grateful that I'm like. Do you dreaming. find a connection with no. something? No. No, they're so random. Hmm. And I am the type of person I dream in reality. Like I don't. I'm not like a whimsical. Like the, the fairy tale <laughs> yeah. dreams. Yeah. yeah, like Jaren is like flying and like he is always telling me about like his wild ass dreams. But <laughs> I'm like. Oh, I was like on a bus, and then yeah, I always have. I'll have conflict with people in dreams. <laughs> I don't know what that means—the <laughs> conflict you didn't have in person. You're having, but like not e- just like random, like mm-hmm. people that I don't have that type of relationship with yeah. in my dreams will have like an argument about something dumb. Oh, okay. Like that, I have those kinds of dreams, and yeah. then if it gets scary, it's more like violent. Like someone like held me up at gun- gunpoint. Oh, <laughs> really? Like that, yeah. So I'm not like a a whimsical like. My I haven't dreams. dreamt like that in like years. Like probably since I was maybe in high school. I can't remember. Yeah, what are your dreams like? My dreams, like in my now in my adulthood, has always been like from things I've thought about before going to bed. It's always I can oh, find right. a connection. Right. I haven't had a Which dream. Which is great. Do you journal them? Because yes. then you can like find the answers. Yes. <laughs> you can. And sometimes I'll understand, after I'll wake up and I'll mm-hmm. understand why I was feeling a certain yeah. way before I went okay. to bed and I like got the answer through my right. dream. But it always has a connection. I've It's been very rare where I've had a dream where I'm like, it's where random. did that come from? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, the worst of the dreams that you have and you know it was good but you don't remember oh, a single thing i hate that or when my i hate when i'm like dreaming something really good and then you wake up for whatever reason mm-hmm. really suddenly and like you still have time to like get back to sleep and you like yeah. rush to get back to sleep to get back to the get dream, back to the dream. <laughs> that's the, distance, oh. the past <laughs> it's past so how was your week uh, good. So I've been back home mm-hmm. for this week and it's just been like catching up on house stuff and 
spending time um, with the hubby and the dog. So we created an Instagram account yeah, for him. Yeah, I saw. My Bud. name's Bud. <laughs> Make sure you go out and follow him. Um, he's a cute. He's been getting quite the engagement. Like, oh yeah. I think he's at forty-five followers Ooh, in like a couple of days. I'm like, ooh, but you're gonna be numbers in us. Yeah, and I'm like, can someone sponsor him for dog food so I don't need to worry about? That? I know, damn. I tell my dogs all the time, can you please get a job? Yes. I oh will my bring gosh. Applications, whatever you gotta do, get out there <laughs> Help and start out. contributing to this household. I know. Um, but other than catching up with life at home, um, so I've been really kind of stressed and nervous about my first flight back to work Mm -hmm. is next week Mm -hmm. and I'm flying to China yeah which I was really excited about at first because I was going to Hong Kong right and I haven't been to Hong Kong since I was a kid the last time I went there was with family okay and so I was all excited I was like okay but they have this whole epidemic with this virus going on and so at first yeah like everything and so before like at first I was like all right, this will probably calm down by the time I go to work. And it just seems like it's getting worse. And it's gotten to the point where now I'm realizing that, like, you're married now, too, so your husband's not okay with you going there. Like, you can normally be your, like, 20-year-old self and take the risk and go. Yeah, like, I'm going to Hong Kong. But, no, now he's like, you're not going. (laughs) So I'm not taking the chance of, like, having you go and get sick and come home. And so I've been looking into my options of, like, changing that up for mm-hmm, myself mm-hmm. because I have a few China flights next oh, month wow, and okay. so I'm like hesitant about that but other than that I'm just trying to stay healthy yes. and well you know <laughs> please stay be safe out mm-hmm. there and yes. protect yourselves um yeah it's scary but we have exciting news yes Oh, our first event our first event in like the best timing too because yeah. it's a Week before Valentine's Day. Yes. Which so, is all about love. Love, love. Um, yeah, but it's like not really a Valentine's Day event. So. Yeah. yeah, it's not about Valentine's Day. <laughs> no, but. but we will on February 9th mm-hmm. um, have an event. You can check out our Instagram for all of the details. But we will have special guests here. Jana, um, Janae Smith, sorry, and Jennifer Moore. Who yep. are both previous guests. Yeah, so podcast. if you haven't listened to those episodes, you would definitely want to tune into yes. our conversations with those two ladies. So they'll be in the house. We'll have poetry. We will have a sound healing. And mm-hmm. it's going to be a vibey time. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. And it allows us to also meet you guys in person. Yeah. And connect with you. So definitely join us. Mm-hmm. Um our guest this week. Yes, let's, let's talk about another that. exciting yeah, thing. A lot of exciting stuff. Um, we have Jasmine Rache with us. Yeah. Who we found on Instagram yes. when we first started. Mm-hmm. When we started our blog, right? Yeah, I was. I think I was following her right beforehand, and then maybe when we started. started. Yeah. Yeah, so she's a yoga instructor mm-hmm. and the founder of uh, Soulful Flow Yoga. And like just an all around power. Oh my gosh. of a woman. Yes, like, like definitely someone to learn from. Mm-hmm. And she's super inspiring. Oh my so gosh. So inspiring. And someone that genuinely 
like walks her talk. Yes, um, absolutely. She calls herself the preacher teacher. teacher yeah. Which I think is- <laughs> Such that fits her so well, yes. and that's exactly what she does. And not only does she preach, she like lives it, and yeah. is such an example of that. So this conversation was really dope because mm-hmm. we got we got into it. <laughs> we definitely got into it. So we hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as we did. And here you go. Yeah, we'll see you next time. The girl down trip this week is really exciting because we have Jasmine Rache with us. Welcome. Hi. Thank Welcome. you. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here with you. <laughs> Thank you for coming down and sitting with us. So you are the founder of Soulful Flow Yoga, mm-hmm. which we had the pleasure of experiencing mm-hmm. ourselves and yeah, we still talk really about fun. that experience. <laughs> so that was really neat. We did the new moon. Yeah. And it was in that was a it was, was a while a, ago. Late summer. summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still have my moon that you gave us to write down okay. our intentions. It's <laughs> on my wall and I still look at it. It's in my little area yes. where I practice yoga. So that was a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. So uh, give us just a little bit of a background. Yeah, of you don't, you're, you're in a lot of things. Yeah, you're, you <laughs> I do, do a lot. lot. Yeah. You do all the things. Sure, Jasmine fashion. Um, so I'm originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, from Baton Rouge, I migrated to Austin, Texas. I was there for about four years. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Dallas. And I've been in Seattle for about three years now. Okay. I started my yoga practice um, about eight years ago and I started in like a yoga Lattes, like yoga Pilates fusion, Yeah, hot yoga, Ooh, young Jasmine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I started there and then my practice continued when I moved and you know, it's always been an anchor in my life. Like when things were, you know, ups and downs and like kind of relationship problems or family yeah. issues, yeah. like the yoga was always just like my safe haven being on that mat yeah um so it's always been there for me and when I was in Austin I um it took me on a spiritual journey and you know I'm that was awakening and beautiful so I, through my moves came yep. to Seattle I knew I always wanted to teach um and I wanted to share the gifts of healing that yoga has provided me with my people. Yeah. Um, soulful flow yoga. Um, throughout the years, I practice um, to soul music. I would turn mm-hmm. on my record player mm-hmm. and just play some vinyls and intuitively move on my mat. Um, however, my body just kind of wanted to move and, you know, wherever the music would take me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to share that with people. Yeah. Um, so I found it, Soulful Flow <laughs> Yoga, last year. Still such a baby. Yeah. Yes. Still like a whirlwind because <laughs> um, it's gone really fast. Um, but I found it, Soulful Flow, in March last year. Yeah, um, that's I'm incredible. a new teacher. Wow. I finished my first teacher training last in 2019 in April. And so it, and then it just took off. Mm-hmm. And throughout my training, um, you know, the yoga will crack you open if you allow it to you. It's right. really a transformational experience once you begin to deepen your practice yeah. and move through your emotions and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe any trauma or just, you know, whatever's going on in your life. And through the practice, through the teacher training and my personal practice, I was just, I started to think about how I wanted to show up as a teacher. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of brown and black 
women right. in wellness, you know, mm-hmm. let alone the yoga space. Absolutely. So I felt like I had a responsibility, right? Um, which was really different from my upbringing mm-hmm. being in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like about race and things like that. Those are things that we really just kind of didn't talk about. We, yeah, we right. knew that it was there, but living in Seattle, it has made me hyper aware of right. what's yes. going on. Yeah. And yeah. Especially the climate of the world. So yeah. My training was like, okay, you're the only one in here, and mm-hmm. you have a responsibility, mm-hmm. yeah. whether you want to resist it or not. And and there are moments when I do resist it because it's it's hard work. That is yes. a major responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> and um, but freedom fighting and self care go hand in hand. Yes. So I have surrendered, and I understand that. It's my, it's a part of my duty. It's part of my purpose, my mm-hmm. dharma in yoga. That's what we call it, um, to share it in, within spaces for brown and black people. Yeah. So, um, I try to make it accessible to all levels, mm-hmm. um, and offer some variety of different workshops like new moon magic. Yeah. I have some cool programming specifically for brown and black communities, mm-hmm. um, in 2020 and, Providing some spaces where it's donation based mm-hmm. to make it affordable because mm-hmm. yoga is expensive. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's so a privilege. It's to a privilege. Be I was yeah. talking with someone last week and they were like, I see yoga as like the golf of wellness. And I was like, yeah. no, that's a real thing. Uh-huh. Like it's a privilege arena and mm-hmm. um but i want to kind of break down those barriers right yeah and, and that's what soulful flow is really about making it accessible affordable mm-hmm. um and somewhat a little bit of breaking down the stigma of what yoga may be in black communities right um yeah because we have our own perceptions of it yeah. of course through like media and stuff and for sure and how it's marketed yeah. and mm-hmm. Um, coming from South Louisiana, my experience, um, if it's not the church, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, it's the, the devil. Yeah, <laughs> um, so yes. Breaking down those barriers of like, hey, I can get on my mat mm-hmm. and I can pray mm-hmm. and I can listen, which turns into meditation and yep. introducing these new terms and, and maybe if I'm on my mat and I move my body or I sit still long enough. I can hear God. Yeah. Um, and I can, as the term manifesting, it's just like sowing seeds in yes. religion. And, you know, there's there's a lot of parallels. So it's important yeah. to me that I break down those barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, and what has, because you, like saying, you're from the South, you're yeah. from Louisiana, and growing up, I'm assuming, as a Christian, yeah. right, going to church and stuff, what was your journey, like your own personal journey in breaking down that barrier and like getting comfortable with the spirituality aspect of Mm -hmm. yoga while being a Christian woman at the same time? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I was raised Catholic. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was raised Catholic. I mean, like first communion, confirmation, like whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. And I didn't begin to explore my spirituality until I went to college, which was a really rude awakening yeah yeah i mean like all i knew was the white catholic church yeah right so even me just going to baptist churches and like seeing how other people worshipped and connected with god was so different Mm -hmm. from my experience Mm 
Um, but then I got really curious. Um, so then I started going to different churches and then the yoga came in. And at first the yoga was just all about the physical practice for me. Yeah. I was a former competitive cheerleader and I just wanted oh, to move okay. my body. Oh, okay. So at first the yoga was not even like spirit. Yeah, it was a workout. It was, it was a workout. workout. Yeah. And, but there was this little sweet spot at the end, the Shavasana. Mm -hmm. I was like, hmm. What's what is that? that? <laughs> <laughs> There's something there. And that wasn't really, I didn't really discover what that was until I moved to Austin. And like, there was a moment on the mat, one of my teachers, um, you know, there was some space for meditation. And, I, and she was like talking about chakras and like all these different things in terms that I didn't understand at the time. Mm -hmm. But yeah. she, she broke it down in a very simple form. And I started to like, connect some dots right um and that's when i was hooked um so that became that began like just a journey of like reading different books like my favorite mm -hmm. book is the alchemist and like going through your journey and your personal legend and your path and like then i started to kind of connect some things like hey there's multiple levels to reach god mm -hmm. yeah. and some people may not call him god it may be the divine mm -hmm. or the source yeah. or like just that higher power of energy. Mm -hmm. And then I became infatuated with spirituality. Yeah. Um, if you come to my house, like yeah. there's th not thousands, but hundreds yeah. of books on just different religions. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to understand what people, what, what they believe. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. when you understand like what they believe, then you can kind of understand how they move in the world. Yes. And then you can understand how they connect. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to just be well-versed in things and create this space for myself of what felt intuitive to my soul and my mm -hmm. spirit. Yes. And it may not look like a cookie cutter um, Catholic mm -hmm. or Christian yeah. of what that is. And yeah, I started to start questioning some things. Yeah, I bet. Like, yeah. Um, my family, my dad in particular, because he is a very um, Catholic man. Yeah. He was just like, you know, what? what is this? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, so I've just kind of taken it on my own path. Yeah. And yeah. it's still growing and evolving. And um, yeah. Was it natural for you to, to do that, to like step out and kind of discover things on your own? You know, I, that came from me, like I am, <laughs> I move truly by my soul. Yeah. Um, sometimes it makes, it's some very unconventional choices, mm -hmm. um, but I, I believe my soul resides in, in my belly and my gut. Um, so that started when I... I was a grad. I was supposed to graduate school in Louisiana. Um, I had one semester left of school, um, but yeah. I had to. I was going to have to sit out for a year to oh, finish okay. my degree for a certain class was being offered. And so then I decided to move to Austin on a whim because my my gut was like, "Go! You have yeah. friends there. You can get an internship. You have Give to sit out anyway." <laughs> and so that was a pivotal moment making that first decision. Mm -hmm. Where were you in school? Were you I was in um, at the school called Southeastern uh, Louisiana University. Okay. It's about it's about 45 minutes from Baton Rouge. Okay. Oh, okay. And so I had a family member who was in Austin and she had like I had visited Austin. I went to Austin just for a couple of days and, mm -hmm. and I fell in love with it and then she called me like 5 days later and was like, "Hey, I know you're graduating soon. I don't know if you've ever experienced you know, considered Austin, mm -hmm. but um 
my house is open and available to you if you want to come. Yeah. And she had no idea about the school situation. So that pivotal move for me, I put a month's notice at my job, I packed up my life, and I moved. Mm-hmm. And that move set the tone for me to start that exploration of Jasmine. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that is where, you know, I was able to kind of like dig deep, like, who are you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you like what, how do you like your tacos? Do you like corn or flour? Like right, the yeah. simplest things. Yeah. What do you believe? Um, what brings you happiness? And not that conditioned life of what I experienced in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Austin yeah. provided a variety of different types of people and experiences. Right. So I was able to decipher that and fall in love with yoga there. Yeah. Did you find that after that move, was it your first time being away from family yeah. and like really now that's why you were pushed to discover yourself? Yes, definitely. Um, In Louisiana and parts of Texas, I mean, we like football, family, and food. And, you know, (laughs) it was just all of this. I love music. And Mm -hmm. so I was, Austin is known for its live music. And so I was diving into like all this indie music and like all these things that were so different and trying different cuisine and like just this, it was just an awakening for me. Yeah. Um, And that I could show up authentically and figure out what that looks like. Like, I want to wear bright colors and, you know, I don't want to wear heels. I want to wear my Vans and like accepting all of those parts of myself that I didn't know existed and kind of discovering it. Yeah. Um, So that four years was a a good time there and it helped cultivate um, my yoga practice for sure. And and Austin, I always say Austin made a woman out of me. Right. and so I needed that time in my life to be where I am now. Yeah. Yeah. So with your yoga practice and you taking the time to study the books and really understanding the meaning of yoga, mm-hmm. do you find that someone that is practicing that is very important to than just showing up to a yoga class? Yeah. I mean, once you, <laughs> once you go down this rabbit hole of spirituality, um, it can take you into some unique journeys mm-hmm. and it can take you most people when they think of yoga they think asana which is mm-hmm. like the movements the yeah. postures mm-hmm. the workout and that's how i started but it's so much deeper than right. that so there are um, like aren't there seven limbs or there's right? eight limbs eight of yoga limbs, yeah. yeah so there's eight limbs very similar to from a christian perspective of like the 10 commandments like mm-hmm. eight limbs of like how do we want to live well like yeah. how do we want to treat people well treat animals well or you know how do we want to show up mm-hmm. um and so once you start Diving into that part, the philosophy of yoga and how to live it off of the mat, it can be life-changing for some people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that it's very important for me with Soulful Float that I sprinkle that in there, um, that we take time to breathe. We take time to check in with our heart, check in with our soul, and Mm -hmm. like, how are we living when we're not here in in Mm -hmm. this hour, hour 15 minutes? yeah, but it can definitely shift some things in your life and it can be beautiful and it can be uncomfortable right? yeah. because it'll start to expose some things Yeah. Um, maybe from your childhood yeah. or from present day of how you show up and why you show up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like doing the inner work when yeah, you start right. to transition out of that just physical practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think with that, being a new teacher... It's, that's been interesting for me because 
the marketing of yoga is like flexible, like these contortionist bodies, mm-hmm. like doing all of right. these things. That's really not accessible. Like my body is not shaped like that one. Yes. We <laughs> <laughs> talk about it. Yeah. yeah, like my body is not shaped like that, and um, I don't teach that way. Yeah. Um, and you know, so there has been some imposter syndrome mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. Um, but really bringing it back to like the why, yeah. like. The why is to take care of your heart, to right. take care of your soul, to live well. So making sure that my students understand that, like, it's not about what your body looks yeah. like. It's about yeah. what your body feels like internally mm-hmm. and how that, how we can make some shifts there. And maybe, you know, you may tone up some areas or you'll feel good in your body or, yeah. you know, that's the real yoga to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Being like a competitive cheerleader beforehand and, and someone that moved their body, was that challenging for you to come to terms with like not focusing so much on the physical and like what your body looks like while you're in movement or even, you know, diet and exercise and that kind of discipline yeah. out of it and shifting to more like I feel good right now. How's yeah. my body? You know, like how connected am I? How grounded am I? Like, was that a yeah. tough transition? It's still a very tough transition. It's still very hard for me. Um, I have been blessed with a lot of opportunities that are coming my way from like some really big brands and mm-hmm. they want to practice and, and do things. But I have to, I have imposter syndrome sometimes yeah. and yeah. I am competitive by nature. I come right. from a competitive family and like, yeah. Not from us, like, it's just like, if you're going to do it, like, do it put your all and in. put your all into it and be the best. But like watching that with myself of, am I operating from my soul or am I operating from my ego? Yeah. Because it's not about, um, if you're super slim and mm-hmm. you yeah. can do headstands and stuff like that's not what the yoga is about. Mm-hmm. So I still battle with that daily, yeah. of che- like checking myself, mm-hmm. um, wanting to check all of the boxes that we have been conditioned of what a yoga teacher is supposed to look like and teaching in in some white spaces where um, they think I'm coming to practice and then I walk to the front of the room and Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm your teacher. (laughs) This thick black woman is your teacher. Um, So yeah, that's a daily thing that I'm, I'm actively working through Mm -hmm. and, and being able to say like, Hey, I deserve to be here. And this is what it looks like for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of race and you making a transition and moving to Seattle, which is a very, (laughs) very white place and being a yoga teacher and having to, I guess, like be an authority in those spaces while they, you can feel the judgment, you can feel the um, preconceived notions. Also in Seattle, I feel like I, and I'm sure you can speak to this being that you were from the South and coming to a place that seems very liberal mm-hmm. and people really not being aware of their blind spots here. Yeah. And that's being a, a dangerous, <laughs> it's dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah. So that's a daily issue that I yeah. have, that I'm working through also because being in the South, we don't, we don't, we know that it's there, but we don't talk about it like that because mm-hmm. um, it's not as liberal yeah. Right. So for me, being in Seattle, I think the the liberal, progressive nature is beautiful. Yeah. But it has exposed some things where I'm like, hey, you, there's some blind spots here. Yeah. 
Um, I love that you are an activist and you, I feel safe here. Yes. Primarily. Yeah. My brothers are here. I have black brothers. Like I feel safe. Like, you know, it, that's beautiful to me, but let's acknowledge that, um, Seattle is so white Mm -hmm. and that, um, a lot of us live very South. We don't live in the city limits. So Mm -hmm. in the city limits where there's these beautiful, you know, Black Lives Matter signs mm-hmm. and all of these things to support it. But being real that black people, most black people don't live in yes. the yes. no. yeah. So um, the yoga <laughs> has, um, it has been played, like God has placed me to do this work. Um, almost as like social justice through mm-hmm. yoga, which I never had to show up that way. Yeah. Okay. And it kind of brings me back like, by trade, I'm. I was a, a marketer. I was in tech. I was a startup chaser. Like I yeah. was always the only black woman. Yeah. As a competitive cheerleader, I was the only yeah. one. Yeah. So showing up that way in my past life, you know, younger, I didn't really think much of it. But now, it's in my face every right. day yeah. in this world. Um, and again, I have to do some self checks and not get so fiery about it. Mm-hmm. Um, from a negative place and have conversations from a place of love and light because Mm -hmm. that's how I want to show up Um, I want to show up and have these dialogues with um, you know white people and other races where like hey let's talk about this and let's Mm -hmm. unpack some things of how this makes me feel and may Mm -hmm. make my community feel right Um, and I think that I have become an authority figure (laughs) in the space in Seattle because when things happen in the wellness industry, in the yoga industry, good or bad, um, as when it goes to race, I'm the first person that people are sending DMs yes. to, yeah. calling, like, did you see X, Y, and Z studio did this, or they said this in their marketing, and then I am, like, becoming yeah. the person to police <laughs> that. Right. And then, you know, I, my mom is just like... Jasmine, you are not the diversity yes. and inclusion police. Right. You are not responsible for teaching them yes. their blind right. spots. Exactly. Um, but and I get that, but I do think that there is space for healthy dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I think that I it's a part of my purpose and my mm-hmm. dharma that I'm supposed to help orchestrate and facilitate mm-hmm. those conversations. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Because I just interject a little bit. Yeah. Like, I don't believe that's all of our responsibility oh. as <laughs> let's just say that not everyone is responsible and has to take on that emotional burden but you are right there is space and room for it yeah. and if you are willing and you clearly take care of yourself yes and you're able to equip yourself with the the strength that in the courage that it takes to do that because it's uncomfortable yes and it's dangerous at times because yeah. you don't know what you're what you know what you're gonna get so yeah, I do believe that like you, it has to you have to feel it. In yeah, your heart and <laughs> some days, um, some days look different. You know, some days are hard. Mm-hmm. This week was hard for me. Yeah, like going into um, MLK Day and like right, I yeah. was in West Virginia spending some time with family and it was so white and it was so Republican and you know, just looking at things from a different lens from that perspective and then coming home mm-hmm. and having to show up and have these conversations. And like, some days I resist. Yeah. And I, and I question God, like, why am I called to do mm-hmm. this work? Um, and I, and the answer, the reoccurring answer is 
you're a yogi and yeah. there's not a lot of them that look like you. Yeah. So this is the great work of your life. Mm -hmm. So you need to work through your traumas and triggers that you to heal those parts of yourself yeah. mm -hmm. to be able to show up from a place in light and love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not from a place of anger. But some days right. it's hard. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, after a day of like microaggressions of like little yes. small things that people don't get. Um, yeah, some days I'm like, mm, I don't have it for you today. Yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you cope with any sort of resistance that you may have in the industry, especially with your style of yoga is so yeah. different from yes. what's taught normally. <laughs> right. Not only are do you look the way that you yeah, do, but like your there's so many things that like, you're here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna teach the soul music <laughs> yeah. and it's black. Yeah, and I, I honor that it's black. Yeah, so no matter who's in the space, I honor the native, and, and it's black and brown. Like I honor the land that we are residing mm -hmm. on, and a, and that's one of my favorite things. Like yes. in a white space, um, you know, Friendly you're gonna reminder. lay on you're gonna lay on this land that was cultivated for you by the du Duwamish yeah. tribe. Like, yeah. like that's it. Let's acknowledge that. Yeah. Um. So that um, coming from the south, mm -hmm. I'm very direct. Mm -hmm. Um. Seattle can be very passive aggressive. Yes, <laughs> um, but I think some for some people, I I probably rub them a, a little. I make them a little bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm, yeah. um, but I think one of my strengths is that I'm emotionally intelligent enough to be able to build some rapport with mm -hmm. people to and invite connect, them, to yes. con not, yeah to connect with them and invite them in. Yeah, I'm like hey, let's talk about it from a loving place. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I just feel like uh, I I'm here to be a disruptor in a sense, mm -hmm. um, and that's that's what's happening through Soulful Flow. Like let's let's strip all of this, let let's bring it back to this is my mission, and I in every meeting, in every studio, or anything that I try to attach my brand with, I'm very transparent with it. Like, mm -hmm. hey, I have an agenda. Yeah, my agenda is to make yoga accessible to brown and black people. Um, I teach to soul music and um, I speak from the heart. I talk about God. I talk about religion mm -hmm. and spirituality. If this resonates with you and your brand and it's mm -hmm. a mutually beneficial thing, mm -hmm. then let's do it. If not, I'm not for you. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, so being standing in my power in that and not shrinking mm -hmm. because yeah. there has been some times because it's so new. Yes. Yeah. Sofa Flo is a baby and she's yeah. growing so fast and yeah. it's beautiful and I'm grateful. But like standing in my power, like I don't have to conform to right. this colonized way or Western way of yoga of what it looks mm -hmm. like now. Yeah. I can make it whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And for some people they don't like it. And mm -hmm. that's okay. Yeah. But this is how I show up. This is what I this is what I do. Um and if it works for both of us, let's do it. Yeah. But I tell a lot of people no. Yeah, and because if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just standing in my power and in my truth of what it is, um, and it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> saying, so hard. saying no is always hard, especially oh, when yes. you know there's money yeah. involved and you're building a business. Yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. I teach <laughs> yoga full time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that takes strength. For it's sure. strength and it's discernment. Like coming back to my mm -hmm. gut. Like how does this feel in my body? Every right. decision that I make, it's it's that soul check-in. Like, mm -hmm. my nervous system knows immediately right. um, who I want to interact with, where I want to share my energy, or where I want to teach. Yeah. And if it doesn't feel good, 
And it's enough. And it's enough. Yeah. And I think in this new wave of yoga and wellness and just business period, there's this urge of diversity and inclusion. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, so money. Every, now everybody wants yeah. to look like they are diverse and inclusive. Right. I mean, diverse and inclusive. Um, so th- me being aware of that as well, like, hey, do you want me because you believe in what I'm, mm-hmm. what I'm doing and what I, um, a lot of people call me a preacher, teacher, what I'm <laughs> preaching to my students? Yeah. Or do you just want a brown and black face in your marketing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being able to decipher what that looks like yeah. also. Because you can't let them use you. Right. Absolutely. So try. Yep. <laughs> um, so that's been something interesting to navigate as well. Yeah. And was that has that been through experience or have you kind of had to, like, I'm doing this, I need to protect myself, like, kind of mentality or mindset? Um, all of this is so new. Um, I'm dealing with it on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and it looks different every day with every situation. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's all brand new things mm-hmm. because again, I didn't have I didn't show up this way being home in Louisiana and being in tech and all those things. It was just something like you're the only one. Yeah. It's fine. Um I understood that and at that time in my life I leveraged that like, hey, I'm black. I'm a black woman in tech. Like, yeah, you need me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Um so it was empowering to me and it's still empowering to me in as I sh- have shifted my path into this wellness space. Mm-hmm. Um but it all goes back to like how does it feel in my body? Mm-hmm. Do they, does this feel genuine? And this, does this feel authentic and yeah. organic? Is it easy? Is it flowing? Or am I forcing this to fit just because of the brand and the name? And am I operating out of soul? Yeah. Or am I operating from my ego? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that's a big thing also. Cause the money, can, the, the money will flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But is it a, an alignment with my soul yeah or am I just doing this to make my ego feel good yeah yeah Uh, especially in this like social media your praise like people praise and are so easy like can you know prop people up so easily and like yeah idealize them in a sense Mm -hmm. so yeah as a person that is receiving that I'm sure it is difficult to navigate like have to keep yourself in check and not get for sure away I have to put some boundaries on myself with social media like you know these are the days that you're you're like balancing the marketing and um and the mindfulness really um because I'm a marketer um, by trade Mm -hmm. in my past life Mm -hmm. but I'm I'm also a yoga teacher so how can I post with a purpose yes um how can i share a message that i would share teaching in a class through a post and show up authentically right mm-hmm. and watching that and being mindful of energy export and and what that looks like it's yeah it's interesting all new things that i'm yes. <laughs> still navigating <laughs> what that looks like have you had any experience now that you've like you've traveled a bit and done classes in different states Mm -hmm. to find other yoga instructors that look like you? Are you seeing it like evolve? It's so beautiful. (laughs) I have chills when you say that. Um, Yeah. It's important to me that I cultivate like a collective Mm -hmm. of black and brown women in wellness. Like yeah. to a place where one day, like I'm just gonna have a directory where someone calls me oh, and like, hey, I'm, I'm traveling to Austin. I'm traveling to New York, yeah. LA. Um, I need a yoga teacher. I need 
an acupuncturist. I need Reiki. Yes. So like, oh, my body is tingling. It's just so good. <laughs> um, yeah, the ride. We're on a ride. Yes. Like, we're tapping into our power and sharing our gifts, and like, it's really, really beautiful. Mm -hmm. And yes. leveraging social media is perfect for that mm -hmm. because I have women and men um, in this wellness world that we've just met just by following hashtags and like like met online. We haven't even met in person yet. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cultivating this community like, hey, I've got your back and I'm rooting for you. Yeah. I love that. Even if yes. I'm across the country, like, yes. I see you, sis. I yeah. see you, brother. Yeah. Like, do the work. Yes. Share the work. Let's heal our people. And mm -hmm. so it's so beautiful. And it's beautiful because it's because historically, like, black people work, like, yeah. have worked for the world. And it's nice now, like, how uh, it's shifting to inner work. Like, oh, let's yes. do the yes. inner work. Let's start taking care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And being a black woman in wellness and, like, that can be a dangerous thing as white people like to prop black figures up as yeah. the healing figure, the medicine woman type of yeah. thing, the mam mammy figure, whatever mm -hmm. that may be. Um, so I love that more black faces and people are coming into this space and saying, no, this healing is for us. Yes. It's for us. Oh, my body's tingling. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And just because we've been doing this work for so long, mm -hmm. our ancestors and, you know, we've been doing it in our own little ways. So be able to, acknowledging that and tapping into that energy and that natural instinct of black and brown people of like healing from the earth and like being yeah. mindful of what yeah. we eat and like taking care of ourselves because we didn't have access so we had to like yes, figure yes, it out yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, earth. yeah and so it's just really beautiful and but i think it's also it's beautiful work and it's it's hard work it's yeah. triggering work because when you know we start speaking out about certain things like we have to do some self-work mm -hmm. we gotta do some inner work that in our community sometimes it's frowned upon like right, yeah. um, we don't go to therapy or we don't yes we don't go to yoga we don't do these things so like decolonizing that mindset mm -hmm. and like being like okay i need to make sure that i'm checking in with myself and healing my inner things um that's a different space for us to navigate. But I think that it's so beautiful that all of these different people are starting to have this dialogue. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we got to heal some some yeah. of our ancestral some generation. generational yeah. things <laughs> yeah. that we've been dealing with for years. And yeah. So you mentioned that you also work with kids. Yes. So how has that been for you in this space? Because I don't even remember yeah. practicing yoga as a child <laughs> oh, or no way. Years, so Jazzy loves the kids um I'm very playful by nature so mm -hmm. the kids is that's just something like it's like a magnet yeah I get into those spaces so I teach in um the south end I teach in a Renton elementary school which is my target demographic mm -hmm. because yep. it's predominantly brown and black brown and black kids yeah. um with a lot of white teachers yes um so for me to come in weekly with another black teacher and they see someone that looks like them mm -hmm. um it's so empowering their yeah. faces just light up oh, yeah um and even you know some of them my fourth graders and fifth graders are so like antsy and movement but if i can get you to close your eyes and breathe 
for 30 seconds, mm-hmm. my job is done. Yeah. yeah. If I can get you to like hear the the symbols and like count and just have some mindfulness mm-hmm. and awareness or like we do little things like mindfulness exercises with food, like the texture of a tortilla chip or a grape. Yeah. And like, yeah. it's just so interesting to watch them process that at that age. Mm-hmm. Yes. While um, they're still taking while in they're so still much. T- yes. Yeah. Um, and so those classes normally look like 30 minutes. So I teach, I teach the littles. I teach like pre-K, like young kids, oh, which wow. is <laughs> oh my a whole different like downward dog, wiggle yeah. your dog. Yeah. And yeah. Like, you know, they're just fun. So from like preschool to I teach eighth grade, um, I just believe that the yoga works at any age. Right. Mm-hmm. And I believe that I want to continue to train and grow as a teacher, that I can teach full life cycle yoga. So I can catch a mom at prenatal, postnatal, and we continue to go like mommy and me, the infants, the toddlers, all the way to my elders, because I teach um, for Parkinson's in the hospital as well. So like the yoga can work full circle, but if I start with my littles, if I start with my kids, I can reach them now mm-hmm. and they can carry these tools mm-hmm. into adulthood. Yeah. So then we don't have to, hopefully we don't have to do so much work as an adult right. yeah. to unpacking, unpacking yeah. traumas and triggers because we've been doing it since you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I love that um, Seattle is doing a great job of incorporating um, mindfulness programs and yoga mm-hmm. uh, into the school districts and I'm excited to continue to grow and do that work. Um, and expand it. Um, for me, one of my mantras is like, you got to take care of the hood first. Yeah. So like, I have to take this home. I got to take it to Louisiana. I got to take it to Baton Rouge. I got to take care of my people because I am a product of that. Yeah. Um, so I expanding that and building that and growing that here in Seattle, but like taking it back to the South Mm -hmm. is something that's very important to me to teach them that full life cycle that the yoga works. Yeah, we can move and heal our bodies. And if the soul music, if a little bit of Al Green and some Erica Badu mm-hmm. can get you on that mat, yeah, I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah, yes. If that's the draw, if because when I tell black and brown folks, oh, and I teach the soul music, soul music, they're like, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sign me yeah. up. So if the music gets you there, let's do it. Yeah, and so yeah. Speaking of music, what your relationship with it? Because I love when you talk about music. (laughs) And I will say your class, like that was my first yoga class, like experience. That's beautiful. And I'm telling you, like it was, it was. We both walked out of there like this is music I listen to. Exactly. And being in that space, like I felt like I was at home. And it was so easy for me to connect with my own body because I danced to that music at home. So mm. I felt comfortable and it felt like familiar to do that in a space yes. where, you know, it, you know, it was, yeah, it was you feel seen. Mm. Yes. And um, the music. Uh, um, as a child, the television was never on. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. The music was on. Yeah. My dad would blast like Bob Marley and like old school Tony Braxton. Like I have an affinity for like that 93 Tony Braxton, like with the short, short hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, short hair. Um, or like, I love like 
like OG Puff Daddy and Mace and my yeah. music was just always on in my house. Um, so music was my first outlet to escape before mm -hmm. the yoga. Um, I would just turn on the music. Mm -hmm. I would create playlists or at the time like OG like burning, burning CDs. CDs. <laughs> <laughs> like how can I make this yeah. curated mix <laughs> with 12 songs and if I was feeling fancy and I bought a, a good CD I could put 20 on yeah. it but you had to like it had to be right mm -hmm. yes. um, so I've always been that person um, I love music it speaks to my soul I think I enjoy writing also so just the lyrics and be able to being able to connect an emotion with lyrics and with a sound, um, yeah, it's, it does something to it nurtures me. Yeah. Um, so I'm very intentional about the music that I play in my classies, um, especially in a moon or you know I, Tofu Flow is also so unique because the postures are curated to the music. Yeah. So um, if Tupac comes on and it's like mm -hmm. you got to keep your head up at yeah. that point in the pose like we're lifting our head up yeah. and mm -hmm. reaching to the sky and like those little nuggets are just mm -hmm. gentle reminders like the music can speak to you mm -hmm. yeah the yoga can speak to you simultaneously right. and that's what makes soulful flow different yeah um and i never want to lose that magic of it yeah. um because it's a process for me to teach a class um, I really put my soul in it, yeah, like pun yeah. intended. Um, like I spent hours of like curating the playlist to like the sound of the drum to mm -hmm. like how can this mesh well for the class and for my students to feel held. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I love uh, the music, yeah. and and just in my personal practice before coming becoming a teacher. I've just always had an affinity for like old school music, mm -hmm. like this nostalgia for like, I probably was lived a life in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Like, I'm like an old black woman. Yeah. yeah, I was like a black jazz singer. musician. <laughs> I was a photographer because I collect old cameras. Yeah. Like, I was just like an old social justice, yeah. like, fight the power. Yeah. I think. Um, so, like, those songs just hit me differently. Mm -hmm. um, so, that. Yeah, I I play at home. I I turn the vinyl player on and I just move. And yeah. So I wanted to teach authentically. Like, what does that look like for you, Jasmine? You know, teaching yoga and and that's how I show up. And the music and the yoga are hand in hand in my yeah. life. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Were you afraid to take on that role in your style and practice being in Seattle because we don't have that many black people here? Then unless you go south and that when you're practicing in a white neighborhood, did you see it in terms of a business aspect? Like, is this going to work? Yeah. I didn't know if it was going to work. Yeah. Um, but that was one of those like nudges in my soul, like do it. Mm -hmm. um, I talk to my grandmothers a lot. I never yeah. met my grandmothers on my maternal side. Um, and I've only met my grandmother on my paternal side once. Okay. Um, so, but I have this unique connection to them and I talk to them a lot and I pray to them for guidance and yeah. support. And before I teach, I, um, I channel them and yeah. I'm like, Essie, Joycey, mm -hmm. Philomena, mm -hmm. you got to tell me what I need to tell these people. And yeah. right when Soulful Flow was being 
birth when I was about to birth soulful flow, they were so loud in my prayer and just in my meditation. Like mm-hmm. this is what it is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you don't see a lot of black people, they're there and mm-hmm. they will come. Yeah. But you have to put yourself out there and they will find you. Yeah, for them to find you. Uh, yeah. And like when when I saw you both of you came to my class and like, it just warms my heart. I, I taught a, a workshop last night and the room was filled with brown and black men and women. Oh, wow. And oh, my body is tingling. <laughs> my ancestors are excited that we're having this conversation. And so like, I have to, when they tell me, when they give me messages, I have to trust it and, yep. and do yeah. it. Sometimes it's the most crazy things. Mm-hmm. But when I go against it, that's when things you feel don't work. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know if it was going to work. And there have been times at the beginning where I was going to shrink. And yeah. I was like, mm, maybe I should change the playlist mm-hmm. for yeah. today. Maybe we need a little bit like something else. Like yeah. traditional yoga music or no music. And I got some feedback from some studios like music is distracting with lyrics, oh. blah, 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 blah. So like as a new teacher, imposter yeah. syndrome right. also. Being the only black teacher, I have to like check myself quick. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, if you feel like it's a distraction, maybe we're not a good fit. And so then in those moments, like standing in my power, this is what I do. Yeah. This is who it's for. It's an inclusive Mm -hmm. practice for everyone. I want all shades of people, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to definitely speak to my brown and black folks. So Yeah. yeah, it was hard and it's still very hard. Um, I went to LA a couple weeks ago and I had to do some, I had a lot of yoga meetings and some practices yeah. there. And the yoga world, the yoga scene in LA is a whole nother thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, um, but even with that, like I had to just remember like, Hey Jasmine, this is what you do. Mm. Yeah. You're a preacher teacher. You teach the soul music. This is it. Mm-hmm. You've got to, you got to keep going. I'm not everybody's teacher. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not going to love it. Yeah. But there's going to be people who do. And the, the feedback thus far in this short time has been amazing, like amazing. And it inspires me to keep going right? yeah. on those uncomfortable days when I'm questioning myself mm-hmm. and the work. It's just like, no, even if you touch one, you did it. Yeah. 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 Your own practice, it, how challenging has it been to be able to connect and stay connected to your own practice while growing and expanding and now like yoga kind of being a business too yeah. for you. It's very difficult um, when you begin to teach. Like everything that I'm pouring out to my te- to my students, I have to remember to pour back into myself. Yeah. So I have set, I have like rules that I set for myself that I try to abide by. Some weeks are easier than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just kind of like self-care things. Mm-hmm. Like I have to, my cup has to be filled to be able to pour out. So... I have um, a rule, you teach one, you take one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so I teach roughly eight classes a week, yep. six studio classes and two privates. Um, so after every class, I take a class at some point during the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I don't get to a class, I have to be on my mat at least 20 minutes at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes a significant difference. The weeks when I'm unable to do that or I don't honor that rule, I can feel it in my body. Yeah. I'm drained. I'm depleted. Um, this week was hard for me to do that. I was only able to get on my mat like twice. And yeah, it was a struggle for me. 
I also set a boundary of like Sundays are sacred. Yeah, like, which we were that. we were saying yes. like that's amazing. Like it's and that the fact that you stick to it. I have to Sundays. Yeah. I'm some weeks I'm like. Ooh, I kind of want to go. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes my friends will test me like, yeah. I know it's sacred <laughs> yeah. Sunday, but I can't. Yeah. I have to put a boundary Strong there. Boundary. Yeah. And so that my sacred Sunday is a time where I wake up in the morning, I have mm-hmm. my coffee, I spend time at home because I'm ripping and running all over the mm-hmm. city all week long. Yeah. And I can take my time and be slow. I, I love reading daily devotionals. Um, I watched church online because I couldn't find a church home, but I just found one because um, I'm very particular about church. And I just kind of do my spiritual things. Like yeah. if it's some morning, some days it's it's books and some days mm-hmm. it's meditation or yoga. Like how can I connect with spirit on this day? And, yeah. rest? and going back to those Christian roots of yeah. like we rest on the seventh. Mm-hmm. We rest on the seventh day. So I, I try to keep that in motion as well yeah do you find that's one of your key elements to staying balanced (laughs) this week i didn't have a sacred sunday i was traveling and i felt it my my whole week was off yeah Um, i was emotional i was crying Mm -hmm. and like and and i had to check myself like what's wrong with you you didn't rest you're running on ease um so i have to honor that in the whole space for myself yeah in my own practice Mm -hmm. um and on Sundays. And I think being in my own practice, I'm still growing and, and my yoga practice right. is still evolving. Mm-hmm. So yeah. making sure that I'm still growing and challenging myself from a physical perspective, mm-hmm. but also that I'm tapping in on a spiritual level. Like right. it's evolving. Yeah. The better I'm at, at that, the, the more that I'm going to have to offer for yes. my students. Absolutely. Um, Especially when you're teaching people to yeah. find their peace and you're yeah. not at peace. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I so, or I tell my students drink water, and like I, I'm horrible <laughs> yeah, at drinking yeah. water. Yeah. Um, so that's an, I just set that one in motion, like drinking, you know, like four liters of water every day. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I have to practice what I preach. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or I have a, I was having an issue with like I teach at six a.m. every day. Mm-hmm. Purpose is an incredible alarm <laughs> clock. I'm a four a.m. I wake up at Ooh. four a.m. Yes, God. yes. Oh, by by three p.m. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like making sure that I pack snacks and that mm-hmm. I'm eating well and like I'm eating from the earth and nurturing my body. Mm-hmm. All these things that I tell my students like I gotta live it. Yeah, it's a part of living the yoga off the mat. Yeah, it goes yeah, back to the, right. those eight limbs of yoga. Like, how are you nurturing yourself? Yes. Um, but it's a, it's di- it looks different every day. I'm trying to be intentional about routines and and boundaries. And yeah. yeah, I love that. Like, and it shows in your work that you are a student as well. Like, oh. I will say, like, because the learning doesn't stop and I feel like that you run into an issue when you feel like oh I, I've arrived I know it all I'm here mm-hmm. like my life is good mm-hmm. I have my tools like blah you know but life and like our souls and and just you can go as deep as you're willing to go yeah, yeah. we're like always everything. evolving we're always evolving. there's always more yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so beautiful but also authenticity and we love that you stand in your truth not only are you willing to speak it but you live it and that is definitely like I don't I follow people because I can see that they are themselves and that they 
it's important to me like I'm attracted to authenticity when someone is like standing in who they are like that it, it makes because it me... takes everything because when you're trying to practice that for yourself exactly. especially because there's fears of judgment there's yeah. fears of is it a safe space for me <laughs> mm-hmm. to do this yes but well, the fact that you're doing money. it yes <laughs> all, of, all of the above yeah yes. yeah but you do that and it shows in your work and we just we're so grateful that you decided to share with, you. with us and um yeah and just give and give with an open and a brave honest heart and yeah. love that so thank you so you. much so thanks for coming down and sitting with us. It means a lot. I'm so honored. <laughs> I really appreciate all of you. Where can our listeners find you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Jasmine Roche or at Soulful Flow Yoga. Um, my website also has a link um, in the bio of social media, but my website is jasmineroche.com and you can find all of my classes and my workshops there. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you.